Welcome to episode 107 of Tactical Crouch. Kick Tripod here with Yiska and Volamel. We missed you last week, but we're back. And we've got a ton of stuff to talk about. Thank you, Overwatch League, for holding all of your news announcements until Monday morning at about 9, 10 a.m. so that we uh, could kind of talk about it when it's breaking on the show. It's going to be a ton of fun, and we are not scrambling at all to uh, figure it all out. But before we do get started on the show, um, hey guys, by the way, you guys are looking Hello. good. Looking thank good. You, are thank you. you. Are you anticipating a, a tough race to the mayhem in June? Racing of the mayhem? I haven't actually looked at their uh, schedule. Um, that might be in order uh, to schedule my... Um, Amputation, <laughs> of course. I have to say this. So on a brief race, the mayhem moment about a month ago, I started logging every single calorie. So I set a calorie goal, a macro goal for calories, protein, water in, in intake. So pretty like hands off. And I've, I've logged every goal. I got my 28 day streak this morning and doing it. And I'm down seven pounds. So Anya. Yeah. What? They're playing Dallas. Oh, I thought you were like, dude, be happy He's for like, me. I don't know, John. Is seven pounds a lot? I'm <laughs> no, not sorry. It. Sorry, sorry. I'm I'm just measuring if 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 yeah. that's good enough, you know. <laughs> Could you, if you're logging calories, shouldn't you lose more? <laughs> well, you, once again, like maybe you need to talk to a physician as well. Sure. Get that stuff sucked out, you know. Oh, I was going to say TRT, but whatever. Jesus. All right. Anyways. Legal uh, juice. Yeah. Hey, well, so what? what is the... May what so is let's what? see. Mayhem, play the fuel. And then... Yeah, Mayhem, play the fuel, I guess. Um, They play the Valiant. Yeah. And the Outlaws. Uh, Not easy opponents. That one, we'll see. That one's a little bit easier, I'd say. But the Outlaws is in a no hero pool week, so theoretically, if if the performance holds up, then the Mayhem probably look even better, right? Yeah. So that's interesting. Also, you got to think, Brig is banned. Uh, Echo is banned. Diva is banned, and. Yep. So that's a double shield, right? We're not diving, probably. Probably so. not. Dude, yeah, we're always we'll wrong. I don't know what you're talking about. If we're not we'll diving, diving, we're at least kick tripod diving. At some point. Yeah. All right, we're well, we're way out of sorts here. Uh, let's let's reel it back in for a second. Hey, everybody, welcome to episode 107. Hope you are having a great and excellent week. Saying stay, staying safe and staying healthy. Uh, 
big thank you to everybody who supports the show through Patreon, through subs. Uh, we just crossed 100 subs on Twitch. It's a great way to support. We've got some awesome emotes. Kicked thirsties in the chat, anybody? And then uh, follow us on Twitter at tactical underscore crouch or show us or uh, join us live Mondays and Wednesdays at noon. Let's get into the news brought to you by our patron producers. Battle Crab Pin, Lotion, Charlie L. Audio, Compass, Porkchop, Sammy, Kosh67, Coochie Kopi, Shara Picasso, Nathan, Your Misery, Hunter Tain, Refine Bean, and Rex Zane. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Go to patreon.com slash tactical crouch. Support your favorite Overwatch League podcast today. We're also going to be doing a game night, and it's going to be soon because Yiska's gone for the end of the uh, month. So uh, probably by the end of next week at some point, we'll let you know. All right. Here's the big news for the week. We were kind of, we we're actually going to do uh, a lot of people had asked us if we would do like an AMA kind of just catch all mailbag episode that discussed just beyond Overwatch League uh, about the, some questions to the host a little bit, some questions about the game in general, some questions about Overwatch League. And it felt like a really good week to do that until the news broke of the summer showdown. <laughs> Ha! I sorry, I had to sneeze. <laughs> I had to sneeze Bless so bad. He's in touch. Man, that was a huge sneeze. Choji jumped a little bit. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, we did get the summer showdown format breaking uh, it like three hours, two hours ago, and I gotta say, guys, these are some good changes. These are some good changes and we're not going to be negative i'm going to cut any of you off if you're negative about them because they're they're every single change that i can see are positive changes and we're going to celebrate that today yeah yep um we are going to celebrate that today and let's break it down so number one the format is going to be very similar as to last uh last may the uh, first th big thing is we are doing a three-week seeding tournament, uh, seeding round thing, and then we're doing a regional playoff tournament. Uh, that's happening. We're not going to go through all the tiebreaker stuff. It's all there. 275,000 prize pool uh, up, to, up for grabs. 50K for the tournament champions. 25,000 for second. 10,000 for third, fourth. And each tournament win per team, in addition to placement prizing, is $5,000. Uh, I believe this is the same exact groups from Mei Meiwei. So Chengdu, Guangzhou, Hangzhou, London, NYXL, Shanghai, and Seoul in Asia, and everybody else in North America. Now let's get to the big changes. And we're not, we're not going to stop to discuss them until we go through all of them. Number one, hero pools are suspended for all tournament matches. All hero pools will be available. First to three maps until finals with first to four for the grand finals. Higher seeds. Actually, that's all the same. Here's the change. Two-week hero pools. And uh, the, the second half of the summer showdown will be no hero pools. So two weeks of a hero pool and then two weeks of no hero pools. So one week of seeding rounds with no hero pools and then the tournament weekend. 
with no hero pools. And that is where we will cut in and let you guys interject. We've been asking for, to be fair, the removal of hero pools, I think kind of generally, but I think we all have kind of come to a, a, a point of understanding that a lot of people uh, like hero pools mm. in some format, but the frequency was uh, oppressive. They've doubled the uh, length of a hero pool to two weeks. Joe, you were probably the biggest uh, critic of, of hero pools. I think of, of any of us sure. on the show it's been removed and it's also been removed from competitive play completely and indefinitely. Yeah. Uh, I think that's <laughs> that little, a, that little smirk. I tell you that that's kind of the, the cherry on top is that they're completely seeding this idea that like everything has to be uniform. And I think there is like a, an elegant, to it where everything is the same and the viewers that you know are, are transferring from the ranked ladder that aren't super familiar with the league are still seeing the same game replicated with the same rules that they have to face in the ranked ladder i think there is like a a, a pro to that but i've always kind of fallen on the back of like the game that you play on ladder is so vastly different with the understanding and, and just the the overall goal of the game is completely different you're you're looking to climb sr rather than like plan out your team for the whole season like it's they're they're two completely different games and i think that just walking away from hero pools and just like forgetting it ever happened is interesting but two week hero pools fantastic uh double the time i'm also Coming around to the idea that the added time with the added week to the the tournament, so the the week before the tournament starts, that won't be uh, locked down with hero pools. That'll just be open to any and all heroes. That gives teams a little bit more time to kind of prepare for these map pools. That was kind of a, brought up as a big uh, uh, negative point to the tournament or if they you know some of these coaches had something that they would want to change is how many maps that they have to play or maybe if we can give them more time to prepare maybe that becomes less of a stressor so i i think they've kind of hit two birds or like one and a half birds with one stone so yeah it's it's good all around thumbs up from me um i yeah i won't uh no rain here this is all all happy up happy smiles and thumbs up so i, I can't i can't complain great great all around Yiska, are you going to bring us down? Um, no, I don't think so. I think um, like hero pools specifically. Okay, that that change. I mean, it's we're taking compromises, right? I still think uh, two weeks is pretty hardcore, but it also sure. is like the two week stuff keeps a lot of uh, issues with hero pools in general, and uh, that would happen during longer durations such as what do you do with a specialist that is being banned out or yeah. do you, like how is that appealing for people that want to see that specific hero being played maybe in the meta churn even though let's be honest like if you're a fan of genji in overwatch you're not going to see many uh, a lot in, in overwatch league at the moment anyway um all of that is great um and i hope that also just depressurizes the event um i still think my my idea of like just having it as an automated thing where at at a certain threshold 
Hero Pulse just activates. This is the most um, applicable simply because it would uh, allow for organic variety. But um, all around, like this is a good compromise. Um, I, I, I also have to see how that affects or what teams say how their mental is affected by this. Yes. Because yes. This, is, this is like competitive integrity, elitism, wanting to see perfection. That's all fine and dandy for me. And it's definitely mm-hmm. something I stand behind. But like the, the, the stuff where I felt like it became a wider issue was because of the um, added pressure onto teams. And if that depressurizes the thing, that's that's what I'm after, right? Um, speaking of that, I have to be a bit of a Debbie Downer because it is surprising to me to see that we haven't limited the uh, map pool, which yeah. remains nuts in the size, right? Yes, it's very large. Um, do you feel like the added week of no hero pools gives teams a little bit more time to prepare going into tournament weekend? Is that does yeah, that kind helps. of take a little bit off? It it's helps. not it perfect, does. but yeah. it helps, right? It, it does. At least for, I'd still like to see the map pool shaved down, but the added time, it's yeah. I I, I just it. need to say how freaking surprised I am that a a multi hundred million dollar league at this point is so willing to change its format on a relatively consistent basis. Like it, uh, and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I'm just really surprised that we went from hero pools a few weeks before the season starts to now we're like, two week hero pools and tournament formats. And I, I gotta say, like, I gotta hand it to him. Um, with all that, I, I mean, I, it's weird because like with all the money and cash flow in, you'd expect like a promise to be made. And then a deliverable from overwatch league. Sure. And it either is at the point where it got so bad that they're just like, just do whatever you need to do to fix it. Or on the flip side is, you know, it's it's not about that. It's about the format. It's about making a really great league, and 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 we're in it. We're in a season that's scuffed for so many reasons. So let's make it fun to watch. Let's reward the teams. Let's reward the players. Let's reward the fans. And I, I gotta hand it to him. Like that's a it, it's a great show of a willingness to listen to feedback. I think uh, it. It sucks because I know a lot of people were especially harsh on not especially harsh, but they were like really harsh on us individually and as a as a show for Hero Bulls and being so um so I don't want to say this negative. this sounds disingenuous. Yeah, negative on it. I wanted to say like you know, pro men pro health, but at the same time, like negative towards the format because of yeah. the side effects it uh, introduced. I am also a li- uh, like if, if I can have one somber note in all of this is I the the thought I had this morning is I wonder how many if any it, the, the answer could be zero. I wonder how many coaches players 
would still be here if this hero pool format was changed came sooner. I don't think that would change much. I think mm. that I think it might like extend their their interest in the game, but a lot of these I think a lot of the people that retired or, or kind of walked away from things either had like extraneous circumstances like Elevote or just kind of fell out of love with it and it's like I'm just not about it. I think if they perceived, and that's the wider point that is really sure. the underlying messaging here. If they perceived that Blizzard got a lot more receptive to what teams have to say, especially yeah. those with endemic backgrounds, I think that could have given hope to a lot of um, the players as they would feel that in some small way they have a say in what their league looks like. And yeah. that's also the like through the grapevine, the the type of feedback that I'm getting from um, from like upper management, where it's like it's getting to a a good point where it's uh, constructive, and um, we're we're changing. I mean, it's it's just like it's not looking at the results and the stuff that is being changed. It's pretty obvious in what direction we're we're coming, right? Yeah. Like who who suggested that type of stuff. The tournaments and whatnot and um it's good to see and that's that's probably something that should give people hope um also where the suggestions came from that type of stuff i think it that in itself maybe not the hero pool thing but the hopelessness and being sort of like at the at the mercy um of someone that honestly doesn't understand overwatch to the level that they should yeah. it was probably um a source of a lot of frustration of course it's impossible to say how how people would have uh turned out it's it's definitely possible that one or two uh based on that um or i think that's very likely that one of two or two wouldn't have done that especially like if everything happened now it's now also much less likely that retirements happen. Like the initial hype from of Valorant, like the the other Hope Haven, has sort of like died yeah, down a little bit. Good point. And um, I think it's very unlikely that uh, people Haven. based on that uh, <laughs> will. Um, <laughs> I will say continue to leave. So in that say? regard, it's it's good. What will you say, Joe? I think. We kind of still have to hold them accountable kind of to, to Yiska's point that we are on an upwards trajectory. People are very receptive to the tournaments. What I would hate to see happen is we roll into 2021, you know, a, a, a healthy version of Hero Pools has been found, whether that be two weeks, three weeks, a month, whatever it is. We have these tournaments that have been receptive and that just all goes by the wayside and we go back to like the whole traveling thing once this COVID nonsense goes away, right? And we just completely forget that 2020 happened and all of the progress in kind of like um, emergence out of the hole. We, we, we kind of lose all that ground that we made. I, I wonder what 2020 will look like with the tournament structure, with the homestand structure. What has been made of that? Because we're, we're slowly getting out of the COVID pandemic, right? Like things are getting better. So at some point, things will get better and things will end. So what does that league look like? Have we decided what that is going to look it's like? True. What does Overwatch 2 bring with this? Yeah, you yeah. know, there's That's a lot the of moving parts that I hope we we we've tested and we've experimented in 2020 that we continue to make improvements on rather than just 
you know, sweep it under the rug, forget it happened, and then go back to... Because we have to... I think if we go back to... I would, I would say this. I think that the monthly tournament formats that we're seeing right now... Yeah. ...are, in my mind, one of the best implementations of a league that I would like to yes. see, personally. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. And the... But homestands obviously throw a little bit of a wrench in that. Um, it it can it can and, 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 yeah, a, i'm not saying shifting. that there's not logistically a way that it can work yes i'm yes. just saying that uh i haven't asked eric to run the numbers on that yet <laughs> uh, basically and that's i think that that's a big thing is it, it can hypothetically be done but like how do you do it and how do teams get prioritized for who gets to have the yeah. End of tur- like the 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 seating times versus the other times are like do you do tournaments every weekend or do you raise sure. the stakes every week or how does that work and I think that there's lots of ways to to have it done so I'm I'm by no means saying I don't think that they can do it with homestands I think they absolutely can do it with homestands yep but to not raise the like the obvious hand and be like, Hey, like traveling changes a ton and stakes change a ton. And even the bidding from teams changes a ton. Uh, if you don't have yeah. equal stakes across all of these different, uh, weekend homestands. Right. Yeah. And just in the Look same at how way- we were power ranking them with, with justice having five homestands and it's like, these are uneven and it's going to cause some sort of sway. To so, your point. Like, so I don't know. I'm, I, I I don't want to get the the cart in front of the horse too much. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, we're, this we're isn't like a. But this is it's so exciting, right? And like honestly, mm-hmm. I haven't given a lot of thought to twenty twenty one because the the first half of the season was really difficult for me. Like personally, as a content creator, I love Overwatch. Sure, I spent sure. so many freaking hours playing the game, researching the game, making videos about the game, obviously talking about the game. And it's just like, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, man, Overwatch 2. Yep. Let's go. 2021, let's go. It doesn't take much to make me happy. I'll tell you what. Yeah, I think that that entire thing, we don't even know what, what the game looks like. We were talking about 100%. downsizing uh, the amount of players in an experimental card with, like, one less tank. We don't know. We really don't know. Yeah. And that very much changes the entire formula of what the season should look like. I also think I'd be shocked if we didn't see some some more online matches next year. Of course, um, yeah, especially de- earlier. Depending depending on that, I'd be the the tricky thing is the following: the investment of teams into this entire thing, and I hope they can repurpose it. But if you look at what even just like this season, where it was still like the concept was still believed in yeah. at the start of it, like the the investment in the infrastructure was super asymmetric between teams. Yep. Like there were teams building arenas and then there were teams that were looking at gaming bars, yep. right? Like it, it's not the same. And especially the ones with the big investment um, probably have to check on, like get, get other multi-gaming stuff in mm-hmm. there. And they'd, they'd also um, like, just like for the purpose of all of that, they, they probably have to shift the focus, get maybe more esports teams under the the, the brand's um, mothership, so to speak. Um, 
in order to make that feasible at all because i don't know i don't think you can take back building an arena right like that's yeah, no. not something that's <laughs> hey that philadelphia you <laughs> thank you for investing into the league now no but each... i have my receipt no 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 i i can return this right uh file it under covid i think uh there's got to be something there somewhere uh yeah anyways yeah Tax yes deductible. it needs to the Fair. league obviously needs to go forward in a live format a homestand format a format that delivers on the promise that franchises admittedly we don't have all the information on what those promises sure. were but the promises yeah. were enough for uh, multiple teams in the league to invest heavily into uh local stadium infrastructure facilities uh and and and, and other things to you know g- keep the league running and going and and make it sustainable and make it impactful mm-hmm. so um yeah Anyways, last I th- thing. Yeah, yeah. Last, last thing. thing. Last thing. It's not an. It's the chat. This is not an ab- abandonment of hope, right? This is just knowing what you guys want. Keep that in mind. Keep keep in mind what you like about this season, what you didn't like about this season, and hold the league accountable to what we've seen so far. Yeah. Make your you know, if if at any any point right, you found something you liked and you found something you disliked, kind of. You know, file that under, you know, some sort of mental, you know, folder and revisit that in 2021 where something probably inevitably changes. Make make that that comment, make that voice heard, voice that opinion, because. Hopefully they'll listen if there's enough of you. Yeah, that's it's not not hopes lost. It's just we have to also think about the future at some point. Keep keep in mind. Coca-Cola was literally meant to be a medicine, right? Like, True. just just try to find something that works. If it's a formula for a soft drink, then fine, right? Like, and the biggest soft soft drink in the world, of course. Um, did you guys know that Coca-Cola was the second most? No- I'm not sure if it's still. That was something I learned like way most back in university. Brand. No, okay. the the second most known word and said word in the world. After okay, said Coca Cola. Yeah. Known, I believe. Yeah, um, like known, and I guess it's just a word, huh? Yeah, um, was at some point. I just just a trivia, but yeah, for for Overwatch, that means because like if you look at how other big esports went about it, right? It's mm. like they looked at their scene for a couple of years. And then they said, what can this scene support? Overwatch said, like, this game will support this. And the fact that it then ended up not being the scope of that is shock Pikachu level of insight, right? Like, that was always going to happen. So, I just love the way. Sometimes I can't tell if it's just a weird German pronunciation of what you're saying. Or you're, like, memeing in the middle of, like, a... A no, sentence. No, it's German. And in this case, you well, no, no, like you're, you're, it's like, yes, you said it funny, sure, but like mm-hmm. sometimes I have to go back and go, did he say it funny because I didn't understand <laughs> the word he said because he's German, or did he yeah. say it funny because he just inserted a meme into here? Eighty-five mm-hmm. percent of the time, it's a meme. It's true. 
True, true. <laughs> just like in the He's middle a funny of boy. Pikachu. Right. Pikachu, yeah, okay, it makes sense. But um, yeah, I think like if you look at League, they they had third party tournaments, then later realized now they are by far like that product is the best. Why? Because it looked at the endemic uh audience, took endemic talent in, they make content that is endemically appealing. Like look at the trailer that LEC just did. I will yeah. say, I will say they understand their audience and it is unfortunate that for instance our watchpoint stuff hasn't worked to the same degree but the reason being because we didn't have the insight of what our audience was like at that point that was season one we didn't know what the demographics were people tried and then it didn't blow up pop up as hard as it uh, possibly could have with another audience right i don't know that that's also not just part of the right game with the right publisher and the right community kind of creating this this little flash bomb of brilliance in the sense of like Hearthstone kind of felt like the same thing for the longest time that it was it had this really incredible endemic community and, and amazing creators and um rather than creating new systems and infrastructure to support that and, and to push it to the next level and introduce new game systems and new things. They just kind of pulled that talent in and be like, without changing anything, this is, this is where we are. And I, I, I like there's having a vision and a like foresight for what that, could look like I don't think should be counted as a bad thing for game developers but having a, a rigid which I would I would say the Overwatch yeah. League team's vision for Overwatch League in the first two seasons from what we've seen and the changes that we saw get made or not made made it feel very rigid in the sense of this is the vision we have for the game this is the vision yeah. we have for the structure this is the vision that we have for the league and we're going to execute it. And I think that that is, uh, that's not all unhealthy versus the, the flip side of it is like, you guys tell us like, you guys tell us what you want. You guys tell us like, what, what is the blah, 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 because that's what happened to our stuff. The, the thing is, if you do that, you take ownership of that, uh, production, right? Like, you say we wanted like that and like that. Okay, if it then fails, the guys that conceived of that have to be gone. That's how it works. You have a bad idea that doesn't uh, doesn't work out. You gotta go. I believe right? in second chances, Yiska, and I know you do too. <sighs> I mean, I know we you are do. On our, we are on our fifth or sixth chance at this point. With yeah. uh, like, sure. I, I I still sure. like the metaphor. Uh, of um, of parenting in that regard, where it's like, in comparison, like what you want to be as a parent is give your child as many options as possible, and like make sure that they, to their heart's desire, can follow a career, right? And then when they show an inclination, Dad, I want to go to art school. You financially support that. What what Blizzard did was, we got a business. You're going to lead, like, you're going to be part of this business. You will have no 
say in what the future of is, you're going to be like big business. And we didn't know if the genetic makeup of our of our game, like our idiosyncrasies yeah. of, of a character of that child's Overwatch was going to support uh, that approach. It might have. It is vastly more likely that it wouldn't have. Yep. Just just like it uh and also just like being able to create it in such a way and manipulate it the, like game design art is so unpredictable and is so like contextual to the environment that a game exists in right like a game that was not great 20 years ago is now not that good anymore because the growing systems because like the message it sends like everything decays right it is not possible to necessarily like fully engineer uh, an amazing game that will always like evergreen style uh, yeah. interact with it right so to test the waters and then also look what people like not say what they like but go go off the impressions where the numbers lead you of course also take feedback into account and then just give the game as many options as possible the thing is, the problem with all of this is is that it doesn't lead the same return on the parent company as it does otherwise. Because now Overwatch is in a position where, yes, it said we're going to do all of that and therefore we can earn more from all of that. But by doing so, they locked out creative imp impulses. Like they homeschooled this child and they, <laughs> they don't... We don't have the ability now. Like it's like sorry to the homeschool kids. Out so you're there. saying Overwatch League lacks life experience. Life ex like and Overwatch also hates their parents now. Yeah. Or hated for the longest time. And now the parents are coming around going like, you know what? You you were right in this, right? Like I was I, I don't know, I really wanted you to flourish, yeah. but now it's like right? Yeah. And maybe our school and, is okay. And Overwatch is coming around saying like, yeah, yeah, we understand. Thank you for we giving us you. a little bit more. We I'm sorry. We're, we're, we're sorry for sheltering, sheltering you. I've been watching thank you a lot for, of a Queer Eye this week. And, yeah. <laughs> thank you for uninstalling the, the uh, Big Brother apps on my phone and letting me breathe a little bit and finding myself. And that will take time, but we'll get there and we'll become a reasonably functional adult down the line. Yeah. So all that to say we did it. Thank you to everybody who's hung out with us um, through, I, I know some pretty depressing episodes and I blame, um, Oh, well, I blame Joe and Yiska and not myself at all. 0% responsibility on my end. And over here now, just, just thumbs up. No. But Sun's hopefully, out. this is this is a I think a, a great example of a time where like, if you want to see change, you gotta you gotta voice up. You gotta use those platforms for um, yep, what you yep. believe in and what are good. Obviously, that has huge parallels to what's going on in the world right now. Uh, but even in our small little bubble of Overwatch and Overwatch League and being passionate creators for it, um, we we do love Overwatch, um and overwatch league so much. And I, I will say one of the, I think one of the most hurtful comments I think anybody has ever said, uh, I think about us or the show is that, um, uh, because that we were, um, because that we were very, 
critical of 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 the league and of the game at, at certain points, especially this last season, that we had no passion for it, uh, that we that, didn't didn't enjoy it. Uh, that and that we did it for clicks, the drama. That is the most insulting part of all of that. As if anyone here just sits down and goes like, how do we, how can we get 1,200 views instead of 1,000 yeah. on this stream? Like, come on, it so, doesn't matter to us whatsoever. Yeah, on the ridiculous side of like, we're just a small podcast, but also just on like the personal side of, you know, these shows take a lot of time and effort and we don't get things perfectly at all. We've all said four head, five head things, six head things. Sure. Uh, at points, I just like want to take a moment and just like say thank you for the feedback. But if you, if you can ever find a way to open up a dialogue and a conversation to ask us how we're feeling about the game, or try to bring that insight without like, oh, these guys just f hate the game or uh, whatever. I mean, I it I there there was a time I probably shouldn't. This is not necessarily about overwatch league at all there was a time where i was like have somebody else host the show um mm. just have somebody else do it like i you're right i don't know as much about the game as i should and we do keep coming back to the same thing maybe i'm just not the right person to you know be clicking the buttons and the right person to be uh streaming the show and saying the patrons in one breath and you know, like that's, uh, just, yeah. Think, I think, think twice before you send messages like that. And, uh, we will sure. continue to do our best to be honest with ourselves and with everybody else. This is, uh, this is, this is, we only do it because we like hanging out with each other. We're doing a Valorant content uh, podcast because we really like Valorant and it's a fun game to play, but we also really like doing content together and we're going to continue to do that. And, um, you know, I'm just going to delete your mean comment anyway. I think at this point and just delete it there you go. at this point, I'll take the, the Joe, the Joe route. The, the I don't delete. You can, delete. you can you voice ignore. your opinion. I delete. I just ignore you. I just don't listen. There's no point, but I think that's a topic for another day. Mm. Yep. Anyways, sorry. That was a weird emotional tangent for a second, but we uh, love John. We, we have, love, we're happy. No, no, no. He's here. This is a, this is Hugs. about, no, 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 this is about any of that. It's just like, it, it feels like we can, we can take a breath out for a moment and yes. uh, <sighs> we, we can sigh a relief and kind it's of nice. go like, it's nice, feel guys. a little bit like vilified. Is that the right word? vilified no um just i guess justified is the second closest term like feel a little bit justified and like see what has come um because yep. so many creators did use their platform for it but um yeah anyways vindicated thank you vindicated sure. i am selfish i am wrong dashboard confessional i think is the yep song. pretty sure I think that's from the Spider-Man soundtrack. Anyways, Never do uh, that again. Never do that again. Okay, Never. listen. Of all of all the things, what do I have here? Thank you for investing in your favorite anime girl. And you're gonna oh, judge Jesus me. True. You're true. gonna judge me that, for the things I do on the show when you record. Thank you for investing in your favorite anime girl. Come on, get out of here. That's what you get. Get. See what I have to deal with every out show? of here.
Jeez. Anyways, ton of movements going on in the Overwatch League this week and last yes. week. We haven't really discussed them all because we knew that there was going to be so much movement. It didn't really make sense to hammer them in one by one by one by one. Uh, I'm going to try to be as organized as possible as we talk about these organizational changes. But please uh, do understand that we're probably going to revisit, go back and forth on a few of these. Let's start with the Toronto Defiant. Uh, General Manager Jay officially retires. And also the Toronto Defiant add numlocked as a player and i love how everybody has to qualify it as a player <laughs> every per every single place i've read about this except for like the actual press releases is like they signed yeah. numlocked as a player nobody said that about hacksaw they didn't go hacksaw yeah. nyxl signed hacksaw as a player they, yeah. just knew, they just knew he's like oh he's playing uh numlocked <laughs> is signed as a player there so uh toronto making some moves yeah, I mean, moves you, are made. Moves are yeah. made, and uh, Toronto is one of my teams that I think need the most love right now. Um, they need to, something to, to move up. They need something. Yeah, they um, uh, they have a history of uh, not not having the best uh, return on 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 staff. But that said, you know, I, from all I've heard, Jay, good guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, sad, sad to see him go. Um, it, mm-hmm. it, this stuff's stressful. It's, it's not, it's not easy on anybody. Um, frankly, and hearing some stories about you know the stuff that he had to kind of sacrifice to try and make the team the best that they could, I it, it was tough. That was it was not uh, not not pleasant things. And yeah, it's it yeah sad to see him go. I mean, the thing is, in esports, nobody goes home after forty hours, right? And especially mm-hmm. if you have a family. It can be very taxing. Um, also, I think because they also were living in another country. I'm not 100% on that, by the way. Oh, sure. Um, but, like, yeah, it's it's rough. And uh, Jay, like, for me, always excelled at um, communicating and keeping an o- open channel to the world's defense. As a, like, outside of the competitive um, success that Toronto had, I don't think Toronto fans really have any reason to complain about how the fl- f- uh, franchise interacted from the very early yeah. Jay and Bishop to yeah. <laughs> th- that was for, for those that don't get the reference it's just like uh, they the reveal stream the reveal stream in the yeah. in the suits um, keeping an open channel with fran- fans with the fan group being pretty transparent with what with what what's going on in terms of the roster his vision for the roster and then also like it's it's rough to um to be a gm in overwatch league um also and i don't know anything about this but like it's also um an extra challenge like being a gm of a roster in um in and he just uh, just yumped me saying, uh, like, I, I, I said that, that I didn't know. And, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's hard because as, as a GM, mm. you're very likely to be an endemic force without, in your team, right? And I don't know how that worked with, um, with Toronto, but I think that's an 
added burden to get people into buy to buy into the vision. I think that is something that, like for instance, I would expect the the GM of NRG, for instance, oh sorry, of San Francisco Shock, to have a very different task sure. than someone from from an org that wasn't uh, endemic, because NRG was in esports for a long time, and they sort of understand how how uh, all of this works um you probably don't have to care as much and we we've repeatedly said it gm unlike G, is not like gm in in the overwatch league like the title is very flexible in what it um has to do incredibly fluid um and yeah it's it's sad that he uh but also at the same time like it it sounds like it's a decision that's well thought through and um, he has been in esports before that as well. I think six years, he said in his retirement post. So uh, hope he finds someone else because, like, it, honestly, if you if if you've been uh, at the top of an esports org and you did it so long for such a long time, that says something about your work ethic and uh, mm-hmm. professional attitude. Where it's like you're not the nine to five guy. You've reasonably proven that you are willing to go the 50 the 60 hour weeks and uh, get the job done um that's that's just the nature of this young industry and uh yeah i hope uh i hope also that the uh, defined finds an app replacement um yeah that's, choose to that's fill in of, that regard that's kind of where i'm worried about question. this yeah. org in general is that overactive media really has some some rot at the bottom of their fridge something does is not conducive of keeping people with this org whether that's the game it could be right it could just be the chaos of overwatch just you know burns people out but why is it just focused so heavily on toronto first it was bishop then it's fefe then it's you know players then it's then it's your gm kind of just getting burnt out is is it you or is it not you. You really have to kind of be introspective there and, and try to figure that out because this is not healthy, right? Like, to be fair, that much turnaround's rough. I think the amount of turnaround is probably pretty proportional to being a bottom tier team in the Overwatch League. I think the yeah, turnaround on Washington I, Justice sure. as, as such is pretty big. I agree. Um, but yeah, the general, like, there's also a reason why people are at the bottom of the Overwatch League in terms of uh, the that's, ownership, that's, right? That's what I'm saying, yeah. So, but there's um, always going to be somebody at the bottom as well, and like sure. th- there's a difference between a bottom tier team performing and a bottom tier team not performing, right? Um, and this, I, I feel like Toronto is a team that is, is somebody asked us, we were going to do in our AMA, um, sort of asked us, like, who do you think are the most underperforming and overperforming teams in their league? And Toronto is and has been one that's been underperforming since stage one of last year. Like, after their stage one kind of strong, whatever, four, three, five, and two yeah. uh, it was... initial boost looked really great. It was just kind of all downhill from there and just kind of mediocre yep. results ever since. And they, I don't think that they have like a playoff caliber team uh, by any means, but with the roster that they have, I don't think that they should be struggling for bottom three uh, by any means. It's, they they shouldn't be a bottom three team. Oh. And and yeah, that's that's what that's kind of where I'm at. And and this isn't it, 
I know that it's situated topically next to Jay, but this is this is very different. This is from an organizational standpoint and saying, what what have we done here to make this a repeat offender? What what about this is incorrect? What have we done wrong? Um because like the branding side of things, it's you know, I'd I'd say it's a little bit better than others, but not fantastic. And and performance wise, yeah, it's been it's been rough to be uh to be a toronto fan and yeah i don't know something something isn't afoot but i hope that they really do some some reshuffling after the season because two seasons of this just isn't isn't gonna cut it we're getting to like bad territory where it's like okay we all want these teams to be competitive and you're not and you haven't been it's it's also real talk Gladiators is getting into the NA only um, uh, yep. franchise model. Outlaws has always been that, have gone a little bit away from that. Sure, uh, sure. Valiant is in there. With the uh, infrastructure we have in tier 2 uh, NA Overwatch, there's not enough talent to support like four good teams out of NA players only. I don't believe that to be the case. Sure, sure. Like if you want a Kevster, you're now competing against the the big like the big dogs with the big money. Either you you churn out and pay that, or you're you're out of that race, and yep. then you're also like you're not a novel concept in that regard. You might appease local fan bases, but um, that in itself is I think I still remain like hybrid rosters. Probably, and then also, honestly, now I might have to rethink that um, because because of the lack of infrastructure. But mm -hmm. it still feels like that is for most teams the most sustainable because you're able to um, look at a lot of scenes in order to uh, build a roster and aren't as focused on one and don't have to uh, compete in that regard. So um, it is. It's a rough market in that regard. And um, I also think you have to rethink preconceived notions of... And Toronto did that to a degree by hiring Numlocked. Like, what does your talent lead to look like? Um, though, to be fair, Toronto doesn't actually... Do they have rookies other than Zik now? Do you count uh, Beast Halo? Beast Halo, yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a rookie. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Hundred um, percent. Yeah, yeah, and then oh, of course, like Vancouver is also in that deal now. Like it's it's rough, right? And I also don't believe uh, the like. I think you just need need a good content creation team uh, with translators and whatnot to make this fun. Um, and I think, for instance, someone like. NYXL are the best example of that definitely working out. Um, so, in general, like um, that team has a lot of work to do ahead of itself. The season seems kind of over for them, even though there are comeback mechanics built into our now structure. But I mean, there are, but let's face it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's very unlikely to be the case. But even just like going far in one of these tournaments without having any. Um, you know, like lasting stuff that actually gets into plans. That is still sure. an achievement that people will be remembered for and yeah, can be proud of. 
I mean, we we still kind of uh, refer fondly to, you know, Justice Stage 4 of last year. Looked like a fantastic team. Maybe if we saw that team all season, maybe they would have squeaked into playoffs, right? Like that, we do remember that fondly. So you kind of can give them like a, like an attaboy, but that's all you get. That's, there's no awards. There's no checks. There's no sponsorship deals. There's no, you know, extra resume points that you can bring. It sets a pat on the back and see you next season. That's it. So if that's what we're competing for, if that's your goal, then I guess that's fine. But something's not right here with these teams. Something is wrong. And we're, we're seeing more and more forward facing people leave the league and leave the game and kind of transition out of esports and talk about how mismanaged a lot of these orgs are and how mismanaged a lot of these teams are. So it's like, OK. When is this when are we going to really look ourselves in the mirror and say, oh, it, we're the problem or we've got issues we need to fix this dude uh, uh, i'll i'll say coming out now i don't i don't know how much respect i have for that like this this yeah it like especially uh, of course like if you raise that issue in, in the entire time you were in there and were trying to constructively raise that point then it's fine at, at the end like after you've left the system to sort of get like to radicalize your approach towards that sure um but like yeah i don't know i don't i mean i i hope that internally something like that was voiced by everyone uh, that does this approach right like i'll play devil's advocate but it's like if i've if i'm a gm i have my problems with my team and my org and i'm trying to work on that but I also hear that your team has problems very similarly. It's like, well, what can I really do to help you? I've got to fix my house. So it's like now that my house is, you know, burned down and I've moved to Spain and living on the beach or wherever I might be. It's like, well, yeah, it sucks that my house burned down. Here's why. It's like I, I it sucks that it comes out now and not like as it was happening and as it's topical to be like, hey. This is why XYZ can't happen. Here's a lot of the problems. We're not the only team that has these problems. It's tough to be able to do that then as well. So it's like you're you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't, you know? Yeah. And I got to say, like, overall, GMs were very diplomatic in comparison to how in other esports it would have been handled. Yeah. Where that stuff would have become public way earlier um, and would have been maybe also... Maybe that's even not even a good thing because sometimes people the stuff isn't resolved unless it's in the public eye and there's some pressure sure. yeah. on these specific topics. Um, but yeah, like basically, I wish we uh, could have those uh, also framed constructively. Um, yeah, more. Uh, that's so unlikely, though. You know, it's it's tough. I I wish that too, but it's like we're still hung up on jay hong crying and 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 that that particular thing like we're still mm. talking about that yeah and, but- and to be fair we're still handling that poorly as well as 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 you know the broadcast you know she using his face to kind of mock him it's like really like first it's you know fans reaction to seeing somebody be emotional and now we're kind of like making light of it it's like ah, it's i don't know what to do with this this is rough i wish i wish we could kind of handle that and and be able to talk about that in a constructive way but it's like i 
I don't know. I don't know. I got to I got to mm. say you lost me there with the connection, but um, it, it's just another like a non non issue that we're still kind of talking about instead of talking about like the the actual problems that you know teams are mm. facing. So if a team came out and, and voiced those problems or voiced those opinions or voiced those concerns about how things are being run within their own team, would that be handled well community wide? The thing is, like for instance, in in CS, we just had seven teams go to Wealth directly and say there's a conflict of interest here. Why? Sure. Like they are definitely similar. Not not. I'm not talking about the uh, the the conflict. No of conflict of interest. Yeah. The, but the magnitude of the problems are similar, and still we keep it pretty civil. Now, to be fair, there's movement now, so there's no reason to do anything but right but like i always said and i always noticed in reporting the easiest time to report is when people are not satisfied with what what they're getting yeah, of course like then the leak faucets are on right and um it's also to a degree like i gotta say and i gotta self-criticize there i think it's also on us journalists not reporting on these stories uh, sure. enough to bring about the cleansing and that is true for various reasons but um it's it's not healthy and to a degree we are also to blame for that i feel in a way in a way so i i hate to like bring it back on to to toronto no, we should for a second we should bring it back so to bringing on mm -hmm. numlocks um i think is kind of an interesting one and yeah. I want to hear your thoughts. So I think there's kind of two schools of thought I'm seeing right now. The first one is, is that Numlocked is here to uh, play kind of the primary tank role for, mm -hmm. for Beast. And not on every single hero and map, but on uh, a primary amount, especially on the Reinhardt, I believe. Whereas um, other people believe that he is there to mentor beast and be more of a almost like a, a player coach in, in that respect and bringing just kind of a veteran presence to the tank line who have mm -hmm. uh just it's just beast nevix and now numlocks i i i think it's depth for sure yeah I'm I'm about it. I've I've banged the drum of increasing your main tank depth for a while now because it's one of those roles that we it's tough to find like a very good fully like fully fleshed out player. Like there's not a, a strong candidate for a full player at main tank yet. So having somebody as either an understudy or as a as a you know a fill in if things are, are burning out. Yeah, I think it's I think it's great. Um, it's depressing that it's taken this long. Um, this is this is a main tank player that's been performing very well for a very long time since his days in the Overwatch League with the Valiant and, and having, you know, his his opinion voiced on stream about not seeing playtime and, you know, the mismanagement there. But since though that that time looked like an obvious standout to be signed and never was and it took a retirement and kind of a, a step back to to finally get him in so i'm i'm very happy to see him in it's been uh, a long time coming 
um it is kind of bizarre like you said to see them gamble on beast and now you know go through all this tumultuous you know front end office stuff um with people leaving and now you bring them locked in it's like this is this is not setting this kid up for any kind of success either like i i the dream scenario would be seb comes in numlocked and does well and can bring this team and turn them around with Cruz. the likelihood of that happening is like very slim really i think so what is turnaround what what do you think is success turn around into a play-in team i think i don't even know if that's possible yeah, I gotta look at this school. That's rough. So they're, rough, yeah. they're four and eight right it, now. It is it is rough. I agree. But like, That's what else tough. does turnaround mean? To be fair, they haven't, to my knowledge, haven't released uh, the the play in formula. And if anything sure. like that will even happen, yeah. So we, we don't, don't know, how know the structure is gonna work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there might still be more like. Given how malleable the the season has been, I could easily mm-hmm. see them extending yeah. the amount of planes, uh, playing teams, or whatever. Right? Like, and at, you can think about that whatever you want, but like that's possible. At twelve, right? They're at their twelve uh, maps or matches. Matches. Played. So it's so over half. Like season they're points, yeah. they're over they're over half, but they are not like. It's not an impossible number. I agree. It's a it's a big ask. By the way, Numlock feels like such a Baroy signing. I don't know what else what is. Like just like <laughs> I feel like Baroy found a number or a stat on on Numlock here to kind of just kind of br- like just steady, remove the wild card, let him go. Like let's let's make it happen. But yeah, yeah so 12 to 21, they've got 9 matches left. I I have to look the, at their actual schedule. Um, the thing is, this team. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I looked at the schedule. They have Vancouver Titans as first, which is easy. Beatable. But then Atlanta Rain and Dallas Fuel. Tougher. Um, yeah. Tough. Infinitely. Uh, tough. And like, if you want to make ah. any claim to that, you got to pop against Atlanta Rain. And yeah. here's why I think it is theoretically possible, is because Toronto had a shot calling issue. Like as soon as Cruz came in, they had a way better um, yeah. grasp on tempo sure. and brought it to the shock as well. Namlock is not a quiet guy. No, no, no. So let's also keep in mind, um, like that there is. I mean, okay. Why am I raising this point? They know each other. There's pre-existing synergy. Synergy. It's yeah. not a big one. Um, but um, in, in yeah, in that in that regard, I think you almost gotta play Namlock ahead of Beast, who yeah. I think also was call, calling uh, a bit. And that, uh, to be fair, like we know that Seb has shot calling chops. Was that in the past as well? Yes. Um, yes. And gotta say it, you gotta reintegrate Shofo in some way. He, he has to play. Like, for this team to be scary, this man needs to play again. Ideally. Ideally. If if that would be the perfect scenario, I don't know if that's possible. Um, even if... So let me, let me pose a question to you, right? Um, let's say they were to perform well without Surefour, 
and that confidence in that core of the team kind of rebuys him back in. Let's let's assume that he's kind of, you know, disillusioned with how Overwatch is going. Let's say he's, you know, kind of on the fence of, you know, stepping away, but the confidence in the team and their recent performances has kind of brought him back into the fold. Would you even then play him? I mean, with a commitment towards uh like I, I don't know what happened, but right. uh, again, hopefully big speculation like, on my part. Yeah. Um so like depending on what happened, I can only answer that question then. I don't know. Sure. Um it might have also just been like a strategical decision or whatever. But mm -hmm. like we have seen sure for this season, I think it was against Philly, where Toronto very early played against yeah. Philly. Looked fantastic. Shofor was within 10% of Carpe. You want a player like that playing for you. You do. And you now have the ability to support that without having the necessity to call. So you, you, you got to make it work somehow. Like you, I agree, but that's how I make that, that's where I'm speculating. It's like, okay, with a player that good... With Hoxall, with Sinatra, with every other great player that just doesn't see playtime, it can't be due to performance. I find that very difficult to believe that we're just not going to play sure. you know, LeBron James. We're just not we, playing we, him well, today, we know, guys. We know Surefour isn't playing but, because of performance. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, there's, there's much less... Like, we know there's burnout issues in Overwatch League. Right. It, right? Like... uh. Maybe had time to decompress or right. whatever the issue might be, right? So, um, yeah, in that regard, I also think it to a degree, Shofo's legacy is on the line once again. Where it's like this this guy had a nuts career, and every once in a while we consider him like one of the Hall of Famers, just like based on how long Length his career, of career would, flexibility, like yeah. Never really yeah. being on, I'm I'm trying to think back, but never really being on like a top tier team. So he was never like somebody to like. He always had to have the back up, the backpack on. I think in sure. a way, mm -hmm. um, yeah. And it's it's yeah. It, it's just it's definitely not the way I think anyone wants to see Shurfor go out. No, oh. no, uh, like, like he he has the chance to come in. And if they pop really, really hard and he plays like he played against Philly that match, then there's definitely a possibility for them uh, to make playoffs or at least sure. have a very deep uh, tournament season run. And we, like, of course, a lot of it is also, how many matches are they in? 30, was it 13? 14? Um, let me see. Toronto. I still use it. 12. Okay. So they have nine matches left, right? Right. Cut off. Usually for play-ins, if we have the same play-in play -in number, was around uh, 0.5. Uh, uh, so 50% win rate. Mm -hmm. So you need to win four more than you lose. Um, so depending on the rest of your schedule, and especially if you hit a lot of the bottom tier teams, even though they admittedly all got stronger recently. And I think we're, we're going to see a second wave of like a second wind, uh, no pun intended, of those bottom tier teams. 
um, that I think like yeah they gotta gotta be, get a little bit uh, lucky, but it's not over for them, right? No, it's, it's an outside shot. It's not. It's miracle on ice, dude. It's tough. It's it's, it's miracle on ice. This is not a team that can't go five and four. This is not a yeah. team that can't go five and four, especially when we don't have the second half no. of their schedule. No, they they gotta they gotta go seven two. This or is or six and six. You and said fifty percent. They're at tw- they're at four and eight, so they need to win. Oh wait, yeah. <laughs> I was oh Math, I had to look at your okay. camera to, camera to see that moment when it. So yeah. to their credit, uh, we have seen how now. we you, you have this. we have seen how impactful a single player can be. We saw what Punk can do to Boston. Can Numlock do that to Toronto? Hundred percent. He's that. He's he's a very good player. Solid player. That kind of lightning in a bottle has to kind of be captured and I don't know like the whole surefire point I was bringing up is do you want to unscrew that cap to try and throw more lightning back in I don't know if you can capture success and confidence with a core do you then try to you know fiddle with it I don't know also like real talk it's possible it I don't know that you want to you know mess with things when they're working also real talk they lost the GM they lost the head coach Gotta, sure. gotta, gotta put some money in there. Overactive media, gotta, you gotta. Mm. If you want to have any chance this season, you gotta get them an, at least a new coach, and then you gotta have managerial help uh, in that regard. I think Albus is there, Baroy is there, Lilbo is Lilbo's there. Interim. Yeah. Is that it? Is that the staff at the moment? So, yeah. And I mean, that's the kind of the average, right? around three four so it's it's not like bad yeah, but, but it's also yeah you need, three four you but of, you have a gm yeah you do also have a gm with three four <laughs> is it Mangachu technically so. a, a coach oh yeah, yeah. okay yeah. Yeah. Is, that's true don't forget about kark yeah. as your streamer uh, yeah, kark, yeah, yeah, yeah but um okay we i don't want to spend too much time uh sure. more sure. on the defiant sure. because it's yeah but jesus I know. Uh, Spark add uh, Pajion. Hangzhou adding Pajion here. And um, that's interesting. It's interesting. Is it? I Tell don't... me more. Okay. Joe, how do you feel? I, I mean, great. I like, you know, having good coaching staff. You know, Pajion has a track record. So hopefully he can add some, uh, some voices to the Spark and get them to move. So. Great. Yeah, spending big. I agree. Yeah. I, so the Hangzhou Spark have added architects, right? Yeah, big they, move. Huge move. Um, then added, obviously, Pajion, and then nobody else, right? I'm not. I think theoretically. Oh, wait, let me see when he joins, because theoretically, that's a midseason pickup that we don't want to talk about and will also likely never. And he is, he is uh, coming in as an assistant coach, right? Which is kind of. Vancouver, was he? Okay. He was head coach in Vancouver, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of Otto. I don't know why I thought he was a midseason pickup when he wasn't. Um, but yeah, uh, also sort of plagued by. Um, roster size restrictions. I think they they yep. still have a bunch there. 
Um, I think they're maxed out at the moment, right? Like eleven. They're that's getting pretty close. Yeah. Eleven. Eleven, according to Liquipedia. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're right. Yeah. So you could definitely uh, I, I get on there. I may not know how to count to thirteen, but I do know how to count to eleven. 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 We I got, got you. Eleven plus four, guys. Who gets the reference? Eleven plus. Okay. <laughs> get out of here. Uh, um, okay. Anyways, but. As an assistant coach, and and please don't make us spend a ton of time on this. Yeah, please. Um, I don't know how you'd be able to do that. It's familiar. It's a question mark. Yeah. It's like it. I don't think it's a should bad, help. I'm yeah. just very I, surprised I that Pagian. So the the fact that Pagian is willing to go from a head coach role to an assistant coach role. To yeah. me, like I'm going to put speculation hat on, means okay. one of two things. Number one, he's not planning on staying there for long, but he's in Asia right now, and he needs to figure that out, and that's the Thanks offer so. he had. Yep. Or number two, uh, the other teams in the league are not too high on signing the head coach that let the, and again, perception wise that let the Vancouver Titans roster fall apart. And yes, we can dissect and place uh, blame uh, and fault anywhere, but I, that's a theory I've seen and I'm bringing it out there. I think that theory is cooked as the kids say. I don't, I don't know that Pagion had much to do with the ineptitude of the management. I'll also say there's a third possibility where it's like, Chinese horse going like in the club, dude. Like just like throwing money at people. It's very True. possible. Um, Dream, yeah. make, Dream brings it up a good point too, and saying teams aren't really making head coach changes yes. midseason as well. Yeah, not yeah. not if they can help it. <laughs> uh, exactly. Toronto. I mean, so Toronto is doesn't have a, or not Toronto. Have a home uh, to Vancouver fill. is. So, but yeah, justice as well. Chat bringing justice. Up. Definitely another point to to kind of get to. But they're not making. Head coach changes Actually, so teams aren't imploding. True. But that would make more sense, right? If Justice is going fully Korean um, with the retirement of John Galt. I don't know if we want to yeah. completely so segue into that. We can. Any thoughts on Pagian okay. besides that? No. It should help the spark, I'd imagine so, Sweet. but it's tough to see how far that's going to race. I don't know right? enough, to be honest, like to comment yeah. on this at all. Yeah. yeah. I'll be out. So NYXL. NYXL signed Hoxall. Uh, Mandu is eligible to play now as well. Oh wait, no, no we we're going to yeah. Justice, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. That well, would. Let's let's go to Justice to make that that point. Justice mm -hmm. is yeah. going full Korean. They drop Elevote. Yes. He was on stream and then it's quit longer. It was pretty obvious that he wasn't super happy about it. Uh, ultimately, he's like, it's obvious. I'm not going to uh be playing on an all Korean roster and sitting and watching players play that I can't understand is not uh conducive to me uh, at all. John Galt reti retires. Um yep. and Stitch's two week contract is extended. So to a full term, yeah. To to a yeah to a full term. So huh the justice are they're at least making moves, right? They're going full that they Korean. Are. That they are. They don't. They only have six active players right now. Yeah. 
League Min is seven, correct? I don't know. League this keeps Min changing is year seven. to year. So. As far as we know, maybe yet. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah was the one to correct me last time when I thought it was eight, and he's like, oh, it's actually seven now, but they haven't told anybody else. Yep. And now yep. we don't I know. I think it was six for a while, right? Wasn't that the is case? It, is it six? I think it was like there was like a, a, a mid-COVID moment. Mm-hmm. Where they're like, I remember them announcing, hey, you got to be able to feel the team, guys, but it, yeah. it's COVID. And then they gave like the 14-day contracts. That was kind of when the same announcement. I'm pretty it's sure that was just kind the of seven one of those Unenforceable, like the, the unenforced laws thing, too, where it's just like, unless you're not fielding a team, like we get it. Luna the dog is active. Um, so there's, okay, fine. Uh, I'll... I got it. Thanks. Oops. I didn't mean to hit that again. But anyways, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Dreams take is completely true. I yeah, completely I don't. Agree with that. I agree as well. I, okay, I'm, so I'm kind for, of waiting to see like if anybody pushes back against that because I'm like, like let, let's let's let the the listeners in. So Dreams said, I'm going to be honest and say Alavote plus Corey, much bigger than Janu plus Stitch, and I agree. Not yeah. on a fully Korean roster. I disagree. Well, Otherwise. of course, I 100% agree. But those are like the type of players that you you kind of try to hold on to for dear life. You think they didn't hold, try to hold on to Corey? Uh, not well enough, I guess. You didn't think I don't know. they didn't try to hold on to Corey and you think that nobody else cared and Corey didn't go shopping for other teams if he wanted to keep playing in Overwatch League and there was something that could keep him there? <sighs> Probably not. To be completely honest, right? Like, you, like I, I think you're yes, on the right track. I, I, I think yes, you're on the right track. I think I think that Corey is a phenomenal player, and I think yeah. that the Justice and any other team right now looking for a DPS would be dumb not to try to retain or sign the, him. Yep. And the fact that they aren't mean one or two things. Whenever a good player isn't being signed, it means that they don't want to play. Or it means that they're they're toxic toxic as, and, and yeah, I don't see Corey's Corey being the latter. Not really Doesn't toxic like as a person. I've seen like yeah, yeah. I've seen he's got a strong personality. I've seen like he's not everybody's cup of tea, but like that's far sure. different between like just being toxic, right? So like if he. At the same time, we have seen Overwatch League teams just totally drop the ball on signing good players based off of assumption or busyness or otherwise. Myungbong, great example. Uh, big steal. So, you know, like what? But, but I, I think the most logical answer is that Corey is not in Overwatch League because he doesn't want to be there. I don't know. Or he I, or he drastically over priced himself out, I guess, maybe. What does price himself out mean? I yeah, I I doubt that he's like really searching for a check. I think he just wants like a commitment to a good team. And again, like much in the same way that we're going to talk about how moving Ooh. moving head coaches around, there's no really there's no holes to fill, there's no like positions open, so it's tough to kind of move into another direct head coach job for Pageon. I also wonder if that was the same same with Corey. I'm sure people want to kind of bring in that talent, but I also wonder. I don't know. 
I, I, I don't think that in his mind, and again, this is like massive speculation. Um, is, is that kind of question worth the risk or is it better to just move on to another game? I don't know. I, I, I think that I'd agree with the idea that they kind of dream pose. That's like, if, if he was on a good team, I don't think that he'd be as disillusioned with the, with the game at the moment. I think that every, every loss though, I think we can, we can, every player that we've lost this season, every retirement, I think that we can, mm-hmm. especially on the player side, short of like, I'm leaving to serve, uh, mandatory mil- military, mandatory stuff. mandatory military stuff. Or, uh, uh, I look at Sinatra. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of looking ahead to your point, but I look at Sinatra and I'm like, good team. I don't know why you'd be kind of checked uh, out. I feel like Corey has communicated more spice than just that. Like when sure. when Annalyn and Bonnie were released, like he had some he cooked with with the hot stuff uh, in his statement towards like saying that they weren't the problem on that team. And so just as there were I, problems on that team. I also think that as this is coming out, I think that there might have been earlier, like we just saw like ball in gone and then people gone, 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 gone. It almost feels like somebody at the justice woke up and pulled a bare hands. And it's just like, we're going to go Korean. We don't need uh, your GM. Hey, do you speak Korean? Oh, you don't. Oh, okay. Well, peace out. Hey, uh, do you guys speak Stratus, Corey? Do you guys speak Korean? You, you don't actually, do you? All right, well, peace out. Thanks. Uh, sorry. And on top of like the frustration, like there might be an aspect of that, or it could be the hi, I'm Corey. I'm frustrated. I'm sick of losing. This is going on. Cool. Corey and Stratus are not happy. Where do we go from here? Well, we go full Korean. Okay. Well, we can't have a a GM who doesn't speak Korean. We can't have a like these other players who don't speak Korean. So let's sure. let's start making the changes and let's like rip the bandaid off. Speculation chat. I just need to like, this is speculation. I right don't now. think that's it. Don't, don't you? And I also will say, um, like this situation doesn't remind me of the, it's, it's not similar to the Mayhem situation because like, talent pipeline in NA hadn't collapsed and okay so we we gotta we gotta think from the two different positions right if you still got Corey and Stratus Mm -hmm. right yeah at that point you make a very different decision towards like hybrid or not do you and then if if you're yeah of course like if you got Corey you're way more inclined to stay hybrid than when he already left and now you got to make the decision. Like, that, that is most definitely, uh, I think, going to be the case. And yes, it's challenging to, to like, as we said, to compete in that uh, specific um, um, market for these high-quality um, NA players, but you don't need as many if you go hybrid. And of course, it's also about like we've we've heard it a lot from the Valiants. They talked about like trying to find structures they can support, and I'm a a bit a big advocate for that now. So now, post Corey and Stratus retirement, and like even post being the keyword, like, 
Yeah, that that might be like maybe I'm on board with that. Even though I think you got a very good flex tank in Elevot there. You totally where you, do. Uh, where you can build. Yeah, you do. Um, of course you do. Where you can build on there. Um, I'll also say say like what uh, what Dream is saying about uh, Elevot being better than Janu. I could see an argument for that. Honestly, I think people. Like it's it's hard to see Janu succeed outside of that uh, runaway system, and there's different like the, going into them would completely blow the show like, like the the scope of the show. But um, I'll say uh, I'd be surprised if he does well, and it very much depends on what kind of a structure uh, sure. Justice will have. So while I think the mayhem, like mid-season last last year, I was against it, and I also don't think it necessary. Like these decisions necessarily now contributed to the mayhem being as good as as they were. I think it's a fundamental leadership change that brought this about. Oh yeah, of course. And that Somebody is more the story the than plan. than them. Yes, like both in the head coach position and in the GM position, um, that. Gave a direction. I think, like, even though, like, you you gotta you gotta say some of the stuff that Bearhands did now helps the mayhem as well. We we can't say it otherwise. We'd be dis disingenuous. Some of those Not players are now playing. But nobody was ever saying mayhem shouldn't go full Korean ever. Even yet on the show, he didn't say, I didn't want to go. It's not that I didn't want to go full Korean. He said, I didn't want to go full Korean in the middle of season two. Yeah. 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 That's true. And, um, like in a in a post Corey world, once again, like that's that's where my decision is different. But I think it was it, it was preventable. I think there's <laughs> definitely a universe where both Corey and Stratus play these this entire season. Elevote is on that team. Um, I agree. And, and you can improve it. I totally agree. Point. I, that you actually get get rid of the, the problematic people on that team. Which I'm still not convinced of are being rid of, um, oh, and interesting. problems happen in the like people are problematic in the environment that they're. By set people, in, do you right? mean players, or do you mean uh, coaches, or do you whatever? Mean I don't want organization, or are you just. I, like, I don't want to. You just. I don't want to go the, into detail there, but okay. Um, like the because the, they've, they've moved like, a lot of people. Yes. Um, and I think the, the thing is they're like, people are become problematic in the environment that they sit in. So it's very possible that, that this won't be a problem in the future. Um, Possibly, yeah. but inaction was a decision in that team and, um, they got to live with it now. And now triage, we got to start from zero. We got to get, uh, we got to play the way with the cards we have and to that extent i think i now agree with um because like you gotta think okay who else could we get for a hybrid roster and that probably means huge get money investment just like you think you want kefsa then yes you i want mean Kefsa. yeah the flex flex dps is definitely tough to to fill but i think like you could be quicker than the, Tor the Toronto Defiant. Maybe you grab them a top tier flex DPS. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, Flex that DPS. Isn't, yeah. Isn't isn't yeah. Kevster that is like demanding a ton of money and also isn't playing Overwatch League? Uh, I, I don't know I about ton. ton. I, yeah. I I don't know about uh, I don't know about a ton of money. Like I think I I don't want to speak for anyone, but it's like this idea. Like Bench had I believe a tweet saying like he yeah. he doesn't have to take any contract. Guys, you don't understand. They current like. A while ago, the worst contracts in Overwatch League history were signed. That's the context this comment is made in. Okay. So, um, it's it's um, it's it's a rough uh, situation. I think to a degree now to say to rip the bandaid off and come up with a new concept that, admittedly, has also worked for both the Shanghai Dragons and the. Florida mayhem is I thought we could not a terrible decision. <laughs> I thought we couldn't apply that, but okay, I, w I won't. Couldn't apply it pre Corey retirement. I won't. I won't dig Ten. any further or argue any yeah. further. I'll just say okay, mm -hmm. fine. Thoughts on last thoughts on justice before we move on because we are running. We are running way long. Yeah, we're we're mm -hmm. over. Um, yeah, similar thoughts with the, with Toronto. You've got problems you've made a lot more moves in terms of restructuring to, you know, possibly fix that. So, uh, commendations there, but, uh, if this is triage, then I think we need to level up our first aid a little bit more. Yep. Only thing I will say is I feel awful for alley vote. Um, yeah, it's, cause it's it, it really feels like this yeah. was a decision that was made that he's not happy about that. He, I think is, a, I feels, I feel like he feels betrayed by it. Yeah, and again, so. spe like speculation. I mean, I he came in. He came in in twenty what late twenty nineteen. Didn't get to play. Comes in, busts his busts his ass. Miss that. Don't care. Like it's this kid got done dirty. Like at, at every yeah. every avenue, this this kid just got railed. Like it's I feel yep. for him. Like, it just hard. yeah, it just feels bad. Elevote I think deserves better. Um, and he can at the same time, like him. after everything that's happened to the justice, I hope he finds like an owl team and he's happy. And like that happens because I don't know. Yeah. And it made it sound like that they were justice were willing to keep him on, but he's and, not going to play. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. Like at that point, it's just a pity paycheck. But, and then 2021 comes around and you're out. Like then they're asking you to leave. Yeah. Good, good on him for just saying like, nah, I don't want this though. It's also rough if you think about it. Like, Western flexing is actually quite stacked to the point where you probably can't expect like him to. Uh, like, I'm sure, like every decent GM would, you would try to get the player a new home. Not least because you're going to probably get something out of it, as in a buyout or whatnot. Yeah, but sure. like, if you think about the Western teams, like they have space, they have Nevix, they have mm -hmm. McGravy. There's no reason to upgrade uh, uh, on these positions, right? Or would you disagree? Is there anyone? I mean, I, I, I think well, it's I like mean, a considerable I, upgrade to the point I where you. I think it would be disingenuous, disingenuous for me to like really comment on the Nevix. But I think Elivo's just good enough that I think that'd be yeah. kind of an upgrade. Period. I, that's the that's the that's the name. That's the only one I can. Yeah, Elivo is support, but yeah, but I don't like know. off, especially He's, unless there's some sort of like 
intangible aspect of it that we're just not thinking of. Like there's some sort of synergistic or, you know, crusty brain level game plan for it. Yeah, I don't think so. Ah, it'd be tough to put him behind Choi. That, that's rough. Well, no, no, you're not, really not, not, not saying with no. I'm not saying with the no, shot. No, no, I, like, I know. Just I know like what the, you're saying. I know what you're saying. The, like I have this specific spot for a player, and only yep. this type of player can fit into that spot. You have to have like a very long term like, vision. Yeah. No, no, I'm not saying. I'm definitely not yeah, saying. Yeah, I, I know you're not saying shock. Okay, I know. I know. And, I know. I and someone to, is yeah. some some people in chat are bringing up Dallas, which is interesting. Like in my mind was already wait they're going Korean. Um. But apparently not. So yeah, that's on the table. Once Let's again, let talk right? about Dallas. Like, so, yeah. uh, Dallas did uh, Zachary retires, mm-hmm. and uh, Paintbrush has been traded slash transferred mm-hmm. slash sold to the Dallas Field. I don't think we have actual confirmation about what it is. I did see. I saw two articles say traded. I say what traded for cash cash considerations. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was just like uh, you know again all that. It's just semantic weird crap. Um, yeah. but anyways, uh, the Dallas fuel making a couple moves. They definitely aren't like uh headline breakers. <laughs> I think on this one. No, they're definitely not. Um, Zach leaving. I, I, I was kind of skeptical to begin with. I, that was kind of yeah. like a, uh, a very, hollow move i felt like i didn't think that he was going to perform all that well i was yeah pretty down on that um paintbrush however i think definitely does have promise and i agree with yeska it does confuse me mm-hmm. it's not that he's confusing it's the direction that this team wants yeah. to go is confusing yeah because it feels it, but there again like i look at paris and what they're doing with that team and how confusing that is and how how at least well that's worked this season could that kind of same logic could be applied to dallas possibly it's it's a little weird i assumed you would kind of just slowly go full korean but maybe not maybe they want to pare down and go kind of a little bit more lean hybrid i don't know they've they've still got a uh, room to maybe. go in terms of the retirement front like Guys, think Unco's going to be playing anytime soon? Probably not. AKM, yeah, AKM probably man. not. Harry Hook, probably not. No. So they're kind of, in a way, already lean. Um, I think Paintbrush definitely helps, and and maybe comes in as a better caller. I don't know. Like closure is good. Like, eh. uh, but I'm not. Uh, I don't know. He's what fine. Means. But I don't know. It's it's not a bad move. I don't think adding paintbrush is a bad move, like in terms of just player skill, but direction wise is a little weird. It's like how many supports does this team have now? That's insane. They have Crimzo and then I, they have Anko. And then they have Harry Hook. Yeah, like it's Trill's like still on this team that I constantly flexi-flex. forget about. Oh yeah, true. Harry Hook, Anko, yeah. closer. Uh I mean closer place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will like, say Zachary is kinda good got on, five. in Valorant. Like hopefully he has has a future there. Um we'll see. Would would be would be nice to see that. Um but yeah, uh weird, but also another team that looks to go hybrid, apparently. And then I wonder who they are going to compete so- with for either this season still 
If they're going for more, do they have space? Two, four, six, eight, ten. Yes, they have space. They have one slot. Okay. Space. I don't hate adding for uh, gladiators. Yeah, definitely does. I think adding Elivo is a nice look for the future, though. I I don't hate that. It's not to say that um, notes immediately being replaced, but I think just having that talent on your roster is going to really solidify you in case of emergency in case of you know meta switches in case of whatever burnout travel we don't know what 2021 looks like great free agent on the market ellie vote deserves a spot i don't know might not start and that's fine but you can integrate him into the the future plans i think it's a i think it's a good move i think it's a it's a move for the future i don't yeah. hate i don't hate ellie to fuel i don't know i don't know who not else inputs. you get unless you believe that Note's career is going to continue, which is interesting, and I'm not sure if I necessarily disagree with, with that. Yeah, I, I think he's performed quite well this season. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's so. Yeah, it's hard for them to build. Yeah, yeah. we have to, we have to, so. we have to end on the last big one. We don't really have enough time to do it, but we need to do it anyway. So I'm sorry for mm-hmm. cutting you guys off. Hacksaw joins the yeah. NYXL. Mandu eligible to play, um, and there's also a rumor. Uh, that they may be getting rid of Libero and Nene. And uh, so, no, Nene. So, so, Nene here's, here's arrived, so there's, there's, there's this weird, there's this Reddit commenter who has made a comment that was largely dismissed, but is a relatively okay leaker who said, who's called like, he called out like four <laughs> trades or six trades, four of them have come mm-hmm. true. The last two that have not come true uh, are Nene and Libero going to the Justice. Guys, real quick, slight tangent. Stop trusting people that don't show you their name. Just stop. Just, like, if I, if I could help it, I would legitimately ban these threats from uh, Reddit. Like, if you don't have the... the um, the conviction behind it to put your name to it and stand for something with your reports, just don't. And don't platform these people. I don't care. I know you're really hot for these, this type of information. You cannot wait. It's, it's literally harmful to your emotional well-being, apparently, to not get these leaks in the off-season or in the mid-season. But you can wait, I'm sure. So, like, th- this always, like... Nene now is in in uh, in He's Korea with yeah. the rest. Great. So That's like all we're trying the, to the, get to. every all of those um, like everything that the NYXL is doing around him communicates that he's now being integrated into, into the scene uh, into the team, and that for me or makes the Hacksaw trade hole. Yes. Yeah. So for me, in my mind, I was like, okay, why is Nene away for such a long time? Okay, this team. Like, you can't, like, a super team like this cannot have Sebiobi in 2020. I'm sorry. You cannot. So you had to have a nuts. I'm not emotionally ready for that statement, and I refuse to accept it as being said on the podcast. You're living in the Tracer only. I I know. I have to ignore it. (laughs) I'm just like, it's ignorance, but like willful We'll have to talk about Overwatch royalty at some point. Willful ignorance for me is saying Sebiobi doesn't belong in Owl 2020. I mean, I'm I'm willfully ignorant. Damn mascots, right? On accepting that statement, 
I get it. I, so Pine Pine was the same thing last year. Yeah. I get it. I understand. I am not ready to go emotionally further than that right now. Thank you. I, I also don't like this again is as a statement that's made without knowing the inner workings of that team and how much of an emotional leader Sebio really is for that. And then the problem is arguably hits can DPS is the most unforgiving uh, to be yep. like the one lacking and being the emotional leader as well in, in those situations. So um, I, in my mind, I was like, okay, especially like Depay had this, I think, where he talked about like, where should they ideally up, uh, upgrade? And he yeah. said, Huxal is, is the case. And my, my, my mind was, okay, so either he thinks Nene is coming back or like he, he knows something I don't or he really thinks SPB is, uh, is not a problem, which none of those, uh, like I couldn't, couldn't figure out what it was. Now with Nene back, I agree. I actually agree that like if you if you if there's some reason to not always play Libero that we don't know about, yeah. then Huxal is a hundred percent upgrade over who are you and on all those champions who need him on. Uh, you don't need to upgrade Nene. He's already nuts. He's already amazing. All the other positions, you cannot upgrade Mano feasibly. You yeah, cannot it's... upgrade uh, that backline, especially with Mandu now. Yeah, uh, now you can. Into... I, before that, you could probably argue, but um, you're not upgrading Jonak. Yeah, no. um, assuming Mandu doesn't suck, you know. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, sure. Yeah. Um, all we, all we so, need to say is we haven't seen him on an owl stage yet. Yeah, which the, the thing has done things to players, but I. Yeah. But yes, I agree. Sure, fine. Let's just yeah. to be fair, also I don't expect the NYXL to pull a Dallas and have three main supports for some reason. Um yeah. but yeah, I, I think that then makes a good case for yes, you need Huxal. And this team is now le legitimately a super team. Like yeah. it is on every position, arguably not main support yet. We don't know. But other all the other positions there like they have like top five players, right? So, um, depending on what the definition of a super team is for you, if you think every single player needs to be like the best, then no, that's not it. But like a reasonable Nine, uh, definition would see. 98 bowls. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Uh, so. Okay. I, I, I apologize in chat and YouTube commenter. I can hear you already. John is cutting them off when they aren't allowed to talk. I am so sorry. I don't want to. I have to go. We went long. I hope you enjoyed the show. We will talk about NYXL more. Nice. This, I promise you, this is not a ignorant cutting off. I have to physically cut them off because I have to leave. And I'm sorry for Keep that. Keep in mind, guys, we're recording in the middle of the day. In, yeah. uh, People have lives. Hours, so. Yeah. Big thank you yeah. to our patron producers: Battlecrab, Pin Lotion, Charlie L Audio Compass, Porkchop, Sammy, Kasha Sixty Seven, Coochie Kopi, Shara Picasso, Nathan, Your Misery, Hunter Tain, Refined Bean, and Rex Zane. If you like the show, go to Patreon.com/slash/TacticalCrouch. Support the show. Support the content you love. Uh, Joe, I think we got one new patron this week. I think not. I think I think uh, friend and community figure reinforce has uh, pledged a patronage to the show. So thank you, based Mr. Reinforce for the uh, the support. And uh, yeah, love what you guys are doing over there. 
Welcome to Valorant big, content, by the big way. Big love. Good big luck. Love. Hope you enjoy it. <laughs> um, and then we do have some new subs from the stream today, don't we, Iska? Yeah, Shrek Six, Fire Elements, uh, El Caseo, Captain Beans, Sickalaus, Pork Chuck Shop Sammy, reoccurring name, and eight four. Yep, eight, eight four underscore four. I think it's El Chaso. Like El Chaso, like in Spanish, El Chaso, but it could be a like El Casio or something like that. I don't know. Um, and yes, Pork Chop Sammy, patron producer, good friend of the show. Thank you so much. Uh, no new five star iTunes review, but if you want to support the show and support it for free, go to patreon.com slash no, that's cost money. Go to iTunes, leave a five star iTunes review. If you want to support us for money, go to patreon.com slash tactical crouch or leave a sub at twitch.tv slash kick tripod. We don't know yet if uh, if we are partnered or not. Still says our application is being reviewed, uh, but any view counts as well on Twitch. We were over 75 and we really appreciate that uh, for the show today. Uh, Joe Yiska, I normally ask you what's going on, but we're going to see you Wednesday. Yeah, so I hope whatever. nothing huge is yeah. not happening tomorrow. Uh -huh. Otherwise, follow Yiska at Yiska out. Follow Joe at Volamel. Follow myself at Kick Tripod. Follow Show at Tactical underscore Crouch. All of that on Twitter. We will see you guys next time. We love you so much. And you're all very, very, very attractive, except for a couple of you. See you guys next time. Bye. <laughs>